Our story features layers of betrayers, death of creators, multiverse invaders, legends of twilight and astral crusaders. If your eyes are open, they should be closed in prayer, cause every one of your allies bows to the same mind flayer. Roll the dice if you must, as you stare at your slayers. After all, legends are made by defying the soothsayers. Previously on Press by Sun, our heroes sacrificed a baby kraken to open an interplanar gate to enable a githrithe ship named the Deep Skipper to return to the astral plane. Currently, our heroes are headed to the capital city of Vesuvius, where they have been tasked with freeing the general of the Knights of Vesuvius from prison and installing him as Baron. Today's adventure begins just after our hero's boat has been nearly destroyed by an attack by Suhagen and their huge school of sharks that destroyed their boat. Now our heroes use control water to keep their boat afloat and desperately seek aid as they are in immediate danger of sinking. Season 2, Episode 10, Darkening Skies. Luckily, ahead of you, you do see a number of docks in ports. It seems like a mid-sized little port town on the edge of the river as you flip forward. Alright, where can we get some fixes for our boat? So you shout out the gentleman, a human standing along the uh, one of the other docks, sort of sees you as you drift in sort of sideways into this dock and walks over to talk to you. It looks like you got a problem there, friend. Uh, yeah, we got we got a few uh, we got a few bites in our uh, in our in our boat here. Uh, yeah, seems like uh, the sharks got you. <laughs> the, yes. Do you have some spare trees that have already been cut down around here? Well, we do have a shipyard, but uh, hope you brought some cash. And half not immediately like this is Goldie's boat. Do you basically you have to repair it? It's right here with the contract. <laughs> Well, if, if you want, it's just, uh, you need to go upstream to your three, four docks. You should be able to make it. Thank you, sir. He sort of gives you a little salute and seems to shy away like, a, I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, well, so let's, uh, let's pull upstream a little bit. All right, so you guys pull upstream, and just as your spells are expiring, you do come to the opening, a, a sort of deeper port. There are cranes and such for lifting large boats out of the water. Um, and as you float in there, uh, it seems pretty empty. Uh, as you float in, a couple of boats rush out to meet you. Uh, small boats paddled in uh, quickly. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, a, and a spry looking uh, half orc uh, climbs out of one of the boats, running little robots, and climbs up the side of your boat. Okay. Yeah, we'll have one. Okay. He says, ahoy. He says, oh, ahoy! Incomers, fellow travelers, uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, I see your boat is in dire need of some repairs. And I be, be, let me be the first to offer you the services of the finest shipyard here. Bernie's, Bernie's Fix It, Fix and Go. That's what we call it, Bernie's Fix and Go. <laughs> Sounds reputable. Let's fix it go. At least it's not come and go. Uh, Half Knot will step right up. And you're Bernie, I see. Bernie, nice to meet you. We're not in we're not in dire straits, but we could use a nail and a board here and there, you know. Get a little run in. No sir, no boat. sir, no sir. Let me assure you, you are in dire straits, and you can sink at any second. This is quite a deep harbor, sir. You don't be underestimating our 
our fine establishment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you have a rusty nail on a board. So, if you could do a little patching, that'd be nice. Uh, well, I'll do another little patching. I see that you are a well-heeled group, have, uh, funded by a, quite an impressive indigenous. I, uh, I assume we can work on credit. That seems right. Sure. Alright, so you guys, uh, pull up and uh, he directs you towards one of the awaiting, uh, empty, uh, shipyards. There seems to be other ones who are calling out to you. Hey, he's, he's a cheapskate! He's gonna overcharge you! Over here, ours! Uh, as you, as you pass by. I'd go to, I tell them, I'd message the navigator, sharp left. Let's go to that one over there. Do you want to get some estimates first, or just um, go with this dude? Uh, insight. How, how sketchy does this guy seem compared to everybody else? Half dot says, navigator, sharp left, and does it in his head. What? So the navigator, oh, the, wind, the wind turns. Okay, very and slightly skeptical, but goes along with it. So you just turn. I'm just um, looking around and, like, what? And, and Father yeah. John's just looking around like, what's going on? And then just sort of goes with it. The half-orc runs up to Goldie, he's like, you don't want, you don't want the, your boat service, my second-class worksmanship. You want to come on over to Bernie's Fix-and-Go. And it starts talking to Goldie, he's like, no, I'm not, I'm just the captain here, everybody else escapes the ship. <laughs> just like, oh yeah, I don't know, have you been here before, Goldie? No, yeah, I've been here before, everybody here is a scammer. But uh, unfortunately, we're gonna need some repairs. Hefnot's like trying to figure out how much money the party has, because Hefnot got five gold to his name, period. Kadeem is loaded. Okay, sweet. We'll spend Kadeem's money then. Okay, so as you pull up to the oh, stock, yeah. you see a. As you pull up to the dock, and then Bernie is like, oh, I don't know why we're going this direction. We're gonna, this, this guy's dock's probably gonna break your boat. Look at look how shallow it is over there. As uh, as you uh, as you pull up, coming running up the dock. Uh, on two short little stubby legs is a is, is sort of a middle-aged gnome. <laughs> Starts hopping as uh, as you approach, um, and throws a rope out to uh, to help you uh, pull in. Your crew starts starts to tie you off on this dock. Bernie, who's this here? This is Car Car. He, he's a total he's a total shit salesman. You can't trust a gnome. Hey, that's not fair. <laughs> don't don't believe in it. Why don't you two gentlemen come with me? And I, I just start walking downstairs to the damaged hole. So Bernie like confidently starts after you, and the uh, the little gnome he sort of scrambles up on deck. You're walking down. Okay, as you head down the stairs into the second deck, you see that it's all flooded. You all can see it outside. You can also see where there is no boat. Take them both by the back and push them forward. I'm like, so you see, we're gonna need a little patch here. And if you turn to your right, a little patch there. And then if you look just behind us. And then I try to pick their pockets as they turn around. And as he's turning around, Bernie's already saying, Well, you know, this doesn't look that bad. I think a, I think just a, a, a small, small charge of... And he looks at the, the, the little gnome and says, 14,000 gold. 14,000? That's a 23 for sleight of hand. Have not. As you, as you reach into his pocket there, you realize there are uh, there's a small ring of keys on a golden ring. There's three keys on a golden ring. Okay, you take his three keys. Uh, as he turns to you and says, Oh, my friend, you don't want to be in this dump. Uh, before your boat, before your magic expires, you must come down to the finest docks in all the land. Bernie's fix and go. We'll get you out of here within 24 hours, or my name's not Bernie. Don't care what your name is. What's your bid, sir? Fine gnome gentleman. The gnome sort of looks over and he says, hey, Well, it's always stupid for Bernie to be 
so it's just dumb. He gets the first Esther. <laughs> and then he says, I did 12,500 gold pieces. But not a penny less. Mm. Excellent, excellent. So I'm thinking about a thousand. This looks like about a thousand worth of damage to me. <laughs> they both start. They both start uh, uh, smiling um, in a sarcastic way. All right, I just start walking back upstairs. Like, all right, gentlemen, you can get the fuck off my boat. It's <laughs> like, like water being thrown at me. I'm gonna him. use my. I'm gonna use my fool's insight on the gnome. Bernie says to you. He says. Well, 12500 is a rock-bottom price, but for 12500 you can get the best service out there, and that's the lowest I'm going to go. And he sort of, like, takes a little half-swing at the gnome, who sort of, hee-hee, and jumps out of the way. What about that other dock over there? Didn't we see another repair shop? And then try to pick the gnome's pocket. So the gnome is like, well, it looks like I should reevaluate who I'm working with. Absolutely. Get off my boat. <laughs> Bernie says, oh, well, there's no problem at all. Stealing from a gnome isn't stealing. As uh, the gnome harumps and runs off the boat. Get out of my dock! Bernie, you're going to have to fix it at this dock for tw- for, for 1,000 gold. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Bernie just cracks up laughing. He's like, you have all... I mean, if you had an act, I would be there. I would be there. Yes. I think now that the other bidder has dropped out, my original price of 14000 is back on the table. Within teleport range? Oh, easily, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to pop over to Bernie's dock. Okay, you, you pop onto his dock. It does seem to be a bit of a better dock than the one you were just at. And then I just kind of take the key ring and I make sure he sees it shining in the sun. And I go sauntering into his... Because <laughs> <laughs> we're still at the gnome's dock, right? Well, right, so you approach a, front, a door and you see there's a prominent padlock on it that's locked. And I just start trying keys. And uh, and Bernie is like, oh, that's not necessary, sir. Uh, that's quite quite beyond the pale. Uh, master indigenous. <laughs> what was your bid again? I, I believe 1,000? 10,000 and not a penny less. It's out more than losing money on that. Uh, I'm yelling over to him. He says 10,000 now. <laughs> you don't even see Half Dot's head appear from around the building. You're still trying to get the lock up. So I play into their culture. Master, are you really going to let this little half orc swindle us for all of our money? Shouldn't he do this as a favor to you as an indigenous? <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't know how much boats cost. Exactly. <laughs> but shouldn't he just fix this and be just so My happy? lady, my lady, my lady. It's, it's apparent that your master has already given the go-ahead. He I has... think 10000 is a rock-bottom price. I guarantee you would not get any better price. And I have the best doc. I have the best service. I have the best equipment. So wait, uh, would you do it for free because I'm an indigenous, though? Uh, sir, with all due respect, this is a... This is a place of business, not a place of In handouts. fact, oh, you should enough. be paying us to be able to work on an indigenous ship. No. Have you ever worked on an indigenous ship before? How, have you ever paid employees? Yes. I cannot do so if I am doing work for free. Do you have a garden? I can, well, you uh, can, I can charge them I can to work for you. up a nice garden. I w- would love any gift you would deem worthy of bestowing upon me, Master Indigenous. However, I still need my gold. You are not worthy of anything if you're not going to help an indigenous. How dare you? What would happen if your family found out that you refused to help an indigenous? Am I in his office yet? Oh yeah, you're in his office as he's sort of tapping his foot like watching. Okay, I'm just going to like go through a few invoices, check the drawers. 
There's a there's this is a, such a there, weird power play. There, there, there is like a you see a, a half elf sitting there, like a half elf female, just watching you as she's sitting at a desk that's much smaller than the most prominent desk here. She's just sort of watching you, like just like she was padlocked in here. She's a slave. I'm like you're 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 free to go anytime, servant. That's a slave. She's, she just looks at you like. uh... Please go away. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. I'll be. I'll be done in a minute. And I just. So what I'm really looking for though is are there are there invoices that shows what he usually charges? <laughs> I will just do a little backflip onto the desk and look down and wink at her. She's working on an invoice uh, for a boat. It looks like about six thousand. Minor repairs. It says. Oh man. How minor? I ask her. Several scratches and a few barnacles, sir. Would you mind getting off of... These are private records, sir. She sort of tries to push you off of her desk. She sort of struggles. She's not really trying that hard. I hop down off the desk, duck under it. Can I see a drawer? Uh, you don't see a drawer, but you do see that there is a slit just on the very bottom edge of the front of the desk. Uh, a slit that's basically invisible, but uh, you kind of see it there. Looks like something can slide into it, perhaps a piece of paper or an envelope. Grab my thief's tools and try to just... There's an employee like right <laughs> There's an employee watching you. Very non-threatening employee, I might add. <laughs> she stands up and she says, Sir, would you mind just getting out? As you guys watch and she's like tapping his foot. Can we see this? <laughs> no. I would very much like, mind. Excuse me, uh, uh, put... Prospective customer and gentleman, sir. Can you control your auxiliaries, please? Is there anything we could do uh, for you that might uh, make things a little easier? It, it seems like my uh, companions are not not wink wink. A little uh, a little stymy about the price. Uh, as you're speaking, like about twelve half orcs run out of. Run up to your boat. Okay. Um, they begin immediately. They're, they're carrying toolboxes. They're carrying equipment and, and wood planks, and they immediately jump into the water and start building up scaffolding for your boat to rest on. Bernie jumps onto the dock and runs in to confront Half Knot. It seems Bernie's got a whole half elf uh, family, and about four of those half elves are half orcs out there. Sorry, half orcs. Out there are his sons, as you see a big family picture. Aww, family uh, like, uh, like he's got like 12 half-orc uh, children. Half not, we'll just yoink that picture. What the fuck? <laughs> she says, Sir, you can't do that! Uh, that's, that's Mr. Bernie's! Well, now that you're in here, you do see that there's a clear, like, obvious uh, exit on the far side, which was not obvious from the outside. As you burst out the door, you come face to face with, uh, with Bernie, who's out of breath, and he's like, Sir! And he reaches down to sort of grab your arm. And I just put the picture up right where he's trying to grab. Alright, he attempts to grab at it, so roll an acrobatic check. Grabs your hand, uh, and sort of just opens your fingers and extracts the picture, and says to you, Sir, I assume you're going to, uh, agree to my price, then? So I want to say, oh, sir, I, uh, oh, wait, hold on. And, uh, turn around and look at them building the scaffold. And, uh, if there's any way I can help, uh, I want to, like, cast control water, um, to, like, prop back up and sit it on the scaffold. Um, yeah, so it, 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 was, it was sort of, like, off, off kilter a little bit, so you cast control water and put it, 
um, to, to lift it up and get them, uh, they, they can put that scaffolding under there real comfortably and a little higher. Um, my lord, <laughs> I suspect that he knows about the source of these dangers. I think he may be in league with them. Oh, blasphemous! This is just complete bullshit! I, I, now, Insight so, check. Surface thoughts are close the deal, close the deal, close the deal. Natural 20, you get a couple of things. First of all, he is operating near margin on this Evans price already. Okay, um, so you get that sense that that's true. Okay. Um, so he's not probably really going to move much on this price. As far as he knows, he clearly knows something about what's out there. It doesn't, you don't have any reason to believe he's in league with it directly. I mean, okay. he may just be benefiting from their work, but he definitely knows what's out there. Okay. The half orcs that were all working below suddenly sort of turn and look up. As, uh, as he says, uh, he says, you know, um, Master, I, I assume you could just go ahead and agree to our very fair price. Oh yeah, I think that's work. fine. We cannot pay right now, but uh, yeah, we can, we can, we'll, we'll get it for something. <laughs> I'm gonna need the money up front so I can actually buy your materials. You don't have like a credit policy at all? Um, what about your financing? We've got a credit options? policy for return customers. Teresa Frontier, who has been accompanying them since they met her at the university, suddenly steps forward and stares down Bernie the Half-Orc. Of course you would extend credit to two indigenous who uh, agree onto your terms. And he sort of steps back, he nods, he says, absolutely, yes ma'am, yes ma'am, I, uh, I, will, I will accept credit, however, I cannot buy the materials. You do not front me at least 5,000 gold for material purchase. I got that platinum bar. I got a small bag of gems that's worth three thousand gold pieces. I mean, we gotta we gotta get the boat fixed. That's the only way, right? So, right. Yeah. Is there a uh, is there a town guard of some kind around here? Some oh, no, sir. But but if you if you head just a little bit further upstream, past uh, past the repair docks, there definitely is a merchant's quarters, and they're hurting for business. All right. All right. Yeah. Give him okay. the down payment. Give him the, the bar. Let's go up there. Bar so he can start work. Uh -huh. Right? Yeah. We're gonna go talk to the merchant and see what else we can try to scrounge up. And we're up. still on the twenty-four. He's like, and I can give you, uh, I can give you a, uh, a loaner, uh, a loaner boat here. Uh, it's, uh, it has to be paddled. Uh, but uh, you got some strong, you got some strong backs. Pokes could eat a little. I poke him back. <laughs> he, he's way, way less strong. We, we yeah. still, we still got a, uh, we, I still got a few minutes at least on control water. So uh, I say, all right, well, let's get in. <laughs> I just like put my staff in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Half not just walks past and just does a little flip. Oh, he takes them. He says, "Oh, sir, very kind of you to give me back my keys." Bernie, <laughs> you get that motorboat thing going, and like by the time you got the the front end lifted up from the speed, you see yourself passing by the merchant's thing. Alright, we got You guys do like the, the the wake turn, you know, where you create the wake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and pull in, and you're going a little fast, but uh, Marion sort of pulls it to a slow halt. It's like. He's watching like a bunch of jaws agape from like all these little market stall vendors who are watching you pull in. Kadeem jumps off onto the dock. You you barely beat the rush of merchants who are running onto the dock to say, "Oh, do you need uh, do you need the finest foods? Back I have up. incense, incense, get I your incense." <laughs> I shout out, "Back up, back up!" We'll decide. And as you start yelling at them, they sort of whimper back, but like jockeying with each other for position in the front. Half not, half not flips out of the boat and gives very in a hand and then just like shoves away through the crowd but uh, that doesn't stop them by the way from approaching Varian and Asibi especially 
my lady, oh, beautiful rubies, I have the best rubies. And he has like two uh, little rings that are rubies and he's showing them to you. He's like, come back to my car. Yes. And I strive to, I, I, I know half that likes to pick pockets, so I'm like uh, all into it, like, Oh my gosh, those look gorgeous, and I'm really trying to distract him, so giving Hefnon an opportunity to do his You thing. also think that they're pretty cheap and crappy. These are beautiful. Do you think, do you, which one would match my, my earrings? Oh, and he starts holding them up and like chatting your ear off about, you know, colors and tones and hues, and you're pretty sure these aren't even real rubies. I'll pretend like I'm like the little bodyguard, and I'll be like, just shove in between them. Like, alright, 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 leave the lady I don't like to be touched, though, so... Don't hassle the lady. You pull out a couple of blue rocks that you're pretty sure are just a rock. And half nut starts to walk away? Uh-huh. Well, let me check out the other vendors and I'll be back with you. So I walk away too. Okay. Is selling? Oh my lady, you'll never find a finer ruby than at my stall. I have much larger ones than here. Yeah, I make sure there's like a nice wide berth at the front so we can make a beeline to that potions guy. Potions guy sort of nods at you as he sees you coming and points back up the hill to a, to a, like a built store. Pretty nice front anyway. You guys can filter up to the potion shop where uh, the, the potion master is st standing inside the door, just uh, looking out. There's some glass cases. Um, you know, they're not full, but there is a selection. Anything uh, Anything that looks particularly interesting? I ask him straight up. You got any potions of fire resistance? Or ingredients for them. Or ingredients for them. I buy but do not sell ingredients. I do have one potion of fire resistance. I'm going to charge for that. Okay, you see a special metal vial. It seems like uh, the top is not a something you would pour from, but something you would drip from, like an eyedropper. Okay. Um, and uh, it seems to be made of some uh, particular rubber-type material. Um, and uh, the whole thing strikes you as very odd. It's a very odd... Can I stop and be like, hold up. Hold up on that fire resistance. What is that? And I point to that vial with the eyedropper. Fine eye you have. This is our sovereign glue. Oh, wow. Um, it is, yeah, permanent bond between any two objects. 1d6 plus 1 ounces. 1 foot square. 1 ounce is 1 foot square. 1 minute to set. Once it's done, once it's set, it can only be broken by oil of etherealness. That's not for a wish spell. Oh, it's it's quite it's quite worthwhile, I assume. I've never used it myself, but I hear it is the best of its kind. Right, I'm sure. But you know what isn't worthless? And I bust out the gauntlets of fire elemental control, and I just put them on his table. He takes a a, a, a careful look at it, and you can tell he's he's identifying. Yes, sir. These are useful in these times, I would say. Oh, I'll say they're vital in these times. Uh -huh. Absolutely vital to protect your shop. I whip out delicious scimitar. Oh he my god. And he says, Ah, oh, fighting the Afrita, we. Wow, well, uh, quite impressive, but uh, I certainly could not find a buyer for that. <laughs> we had this massive scimitar that no <laughs> And then I just, like, like, very sulkily just kind of put it back in the bag and look really discouraged. I'll keep that in mind. Well, how much are you charging for that potion? I would put the range in six digits. Six digits, so that's what, like... At least a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand copper? <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you want for these? Five thousand. Uh, five thousand, uh-huh. Is there anything else here that you'd be interested in? Less of the uh, financial burden for myself? Not really. 
I mean, you fire say you resist potion. Oh, I do, I, I, I do have one fire resist potion. Mm -hmm. Of course, he hustles to pull it out of one of the uh, the, the glass cases. One fire resist potion and 4,600 platinum pieces for the gauntlets. Looks at all of you guys and says, You know, it's always a pleasure to have fine, upstanding people in town. As he, as he nods. I, 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 it's an honor to do business with you folks. You guys uh, mess around in town as uh, your boat gets fixed. All right, you guys make your way back to the repaired boat. Yeah, no, there's gonna be some detailed investigation. Yeah, you know, it's uh, not as good as new because the materials they used were not as good of wood, but it is 100% functional. It is mediocre quality. It's mediocre to barely quality. passable quality. High quality. Oh, these motherfuckers. All right, so you guys roll up the river. As you pull out of the Bernie's Fix and Go and pull out of the little harbor town, you you hear Goldie from below deck, and he's just cursing up a storm as he stomps around below deck. I go down below deck to see what he's getting all irate about. He says, What did those monsters do to my ship? It is, it's, it's ruined! It's ruined, look! And he points over at some patched up mudding and some, some soggy, some soggy boards. I can't believe you, you paid bottom dollar to fix my beautiful ship! What do you mean? Isn't this the way it's supposed to look? I look at it and say, It looks like a drunken vagrant fixed our ship! <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he just continues to mope and grumble about and says, I hope that you plans to, to, to find someone who can actually fix my ship. You know, this is made of black walnut. It can't be fixed by some bullshit they pulled off the side of a rotting building. And he just goes on and on. Oh, I give him a hug. I say, it's okay, Goldie. It's he tries okay. to get away from you without hurting you. Well, he can't get away from you. No, he, he can't, can't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like squeezing his big squirmy uh, round body as he tries to get away. And I say, listen, we'll get this fixed. We'll have this done right. One day. I hope you're not lying to me. He has like this little sniffle as he heads back to the uh, as he heads back on on deck to, to guide the ship. Where's Half Knot? Yes. Don't be so mean to our merchants next time. You know, I wasn't the one threatening to kill anyone. All I did was engage in a few hilarious antics to lower the price. That's it. They weren't hilarious. They were hurtful. <laughs> And then caused issues. I mean, you're the one who went back and paid him full price. We paid him rock bottom prices for shit work that we got from threatening him and his kids. You mean you were gonna take advantage and rob a merchant of. We were gonna see how his work stood up. This looked like the guy robbed us, judging by the quality of this work. Absolutely. Y'all are so misguided, this is not even funny. <laughs> Half Knot is uh, is uh, sleeping cuddled up with his new new friendy up there in the uh, crow's nest. A cool wind picks up behind you, and as you look backwards over like the third day, as you look back behind the boat, as this cool wind begins sweeping you upstream even faster than you were going before, you see a line of clouds over the river behind you, a wall of dark clouds that that tower upwards. You know, like those thunderstorm clouds that that go up. To the to, to out of sight, you know, upper atmosphere, all the way down to a very dark cloud at the bottom. Those are rolling towards you up the river. It definitely, the storm is gaining on you at your normal speed. Does it seem like a natural storm? Father John, you don't really need to roll to know that that is a, a very unusual weather pattern. 
I climb up to the crow's nest and I get that spyglass from uh, Lynx. As you look down, you see this storm, not only is it abrupt and comes out of nowhere, uh, it doesn't seem to have any accompanying sort of weather, it seems to be centered on the river. I think it's Mama Kraken coming after us. As long as we got a little time, I'm going to commune with nature and reach out and see what kind of, if there's any sort of weird sea creatures. Do we think we can make it? I ask, I ask Goldie. I get Goldie up. I'm like, Goldie, you think we're going to make this in front of that storm? Goldie looks really nervous. He said, well, there's three knots that we got to go through before we get to the pool of secrets. But the good news is that the pool of secrets is protected. Let's get there as fast as possible. I'm going to drain some slots and start doing some control water. Barry, once we get there, I think you can control water and fill the logs faster. Ooh, yeah, I could totally do so that. So we might be able to get to the logs quicker once we're there. So. How, how far from the locks are? Links, it's time to earn your keep. Tell yeah. us what you see. She actually has super high perception. Uh, with her perception, she she looks down at you guys, she calls down, and she seems a little bit, there's a little bit of a lilt to her voice, like a almost a an excitement mixed with a fear. As she says, there's something in the water, something too big for this river. Oh yeah. boy. How is it coming up the river? It's cracking! It's <laughs> moving, but I can, it's out of the water. It's clearly too big for the middle of the river. Some of its body is above the water line. You see a, you see a dorsal tentacle. The capital city of Vesuvius lies before them, just beyond a series of locks which lead into a, a lake known as the Pool of Secrets, which is inhabited by water elves of great power. Because of the urgency of the situation, Father John is casting control water to propel the ship forward and into the first lock. With uh, another control water spell, you've closed half the distance, but you also notice that thing is going to be here within 20 minutes. It's going to be at the lock within 20 minutes. So as you're speeding through the water at an unnatural, you know, just unbelievable speed right now, um, and Varian is sitting there humming, <laughs> reaching out through the water to see what's in there. Oh, Marion, something beyond huge, something beyond gargantuan is is behind you. Join us next time, Repressed by Sun, as we find out if our heroes can make it to the city of Vesuvius. As always, thanks for listening. See ya.